if you're a basketball fan, man, it is hard, hard not to be wrapped up into these NBA playoffs. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals have been exciting. You don't know who's going to be hurt. You don't know who's going to be playing. You don't know what's really going on. Last night, Wednesday, June 30th, the Phoenix Suns make it happen, though. They are in the NBA Finals routing the Los Angeles Clippers 130-103 in Game 6 to take the Series 4-2. Without Kawhi Leonard, the Clips just didn't have enough. Paul George had some great games, but they're just a slow starting team. It's like they have to get behind to play well. Phoenix Suns too good for that. Devin Booker playing out of his mind. Chris Paul getting back after that 11-day layoff for the COVID-19 protocol. DeAndre Ayton playing great ball, both offensively and defensively. Had a couple defensive mistakes last night, but hey, it happens. It's not going to take away from all the great play that he did have. It has been a lot of fun to watch the Phoenix Suns. I still think they're winning an NBA championship this year. They're on fire. They're making things happen. And they're healthy for the most part. You know, Devin Booker just... Broke his nose. Again, Chris Paul out with the COVID-19 protocol. Got a little rusty coming back, but now he's four games in. Ready to play. Flip over the Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee and Atlanta tied 2-2. I thought Milwaukee was going to take it in five. And after game three, it sure looked like it. They routed game two. Big victory. Won game three by, I believe, like eight to ten points. But then Atlanta's like, nah, we're not done fighting. We're still here. And routes Milwaukee in Game 4. So now we're tied 2-2. And they got a 20-point victory in Game 4. Why Trey Young was on the bench. He was hurt. Doesn't play. And they beat him by 20. Now for Game 5, Giannis Antetokounmpo is out. He's out. He's hurt. So now you got the best player, maybe in the league, two-time MVP, is out. And you're going into a Game 5 tie-breaking type of situation. It's getting interesting. Very, very interesting. Atlanta Hawks make it to the NBA Finals, man. The NBA world's mind's going to be blown. This is craziness. It's cool. It's fun. It's different. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was going over all the superstars that are not in the playoffs right now. And he's like, the top 11 guys in the league, in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, the top 11 guys... There was only two that were actually in the finals, the conference finals, and only one was playing. Giannis being the one that was playing, and Kawhi Leonard, a second one, but was injured. Didn't play a game of the conference finals. LeBron out. Anthony Davis out. Kevin Durant out. James Harden out. The MVP, Nikola Jokic, out. Just to name a few. Dame Lillard, out. Donovan Mitchell, out. Crazy, 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 crazy. But, in all honesty, Devin Booker is moving in that conversation. Is he a top 10 player now after this postseason and this season? He is playing great basketball and looks hungry. And you got to be hungry in the NBA, especially this season, because anybody could win, obviously. But it's a lot of fun. If you are not watching this NBA playoffs, go back, watch any clips, any games you can. This has been a lot of fun to watch. Not many routes, but there's been some, especially as the series continue. There's been a, a few more routes instead of the opening routes. 
because everybody not super healthy but healthier and now people are getting hurt the game's starting to wear on them but man i'm just super happy to see the phoenix suns in the finals not a huge suns fan you know i'm a chicago bulls fan day in day out i believe this is only the third time the suns have been in the finals the last time being 93 against the chicago bulls sorry charles barkley we took you guys out so now they're gonna try to get their first nba championship we'll see what happens there and we'll see what happens whether it's atlanta who this is their first time in the finals if they make it and milwaukee hasn't won an nba championship in 50 years last time was kareem abul jabbar and oscar robertson the big o and we talked about that championship with Jim Foley, the Hall of Fame, Houston Rockets play-by-play announcer who was on this podcast, Friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast. That was 50 years ago. So all of these teams making history right now. We'll see what happens. This is a lot of fun. I'm loving watching this. NBA is not the only sport that's in like the, the last rounds of play here. The NHL Stanley Cup is going on. Last night, Tampa Bay Lightning took a 2-0 lead. They won on Wednesday, 3-1. They won on Monday, 5-1. They've already outscored the Montreal Canadiens 8-2 in the first two games of the Stanley Cup. Crazy. Tampa Bay is doing it up. And they struggled to get here. I mean, they won the Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7 Friday. Against the New York Islanders, 1-0. So they win Game 7, 1-0 to get into the Stanley Cup Finals. And they're like, okay, it's time to play. And they are. Tampa Bay entered the Stanley Cup 36-17-3. So now they're 38-17-3. Montreal Canadiens were 24-21-11. So now they're 24-23-11. That's a crazy record to have going into the Stanley Cup or being in the Stanley Cup. You think you'd have a little better record. They're showing they can't play with Tampa Bay. I mean, we're two games in. If Tampa Bay takes game three, it's over. It's over. Stanley Cup is a wrap in three games. Not technically, but figuratively, yeah, it'd be over. Coming into this, Tampa Bay had won in 2020 and 2004. That's their two Stanley Cups. So fresh off one in 2020, they're ready to keep it rolling, right? Montreal Canadiens have won 24 Stanley Cups. However, the last one was 92-93. It doesn't look like they're going to update that record. No, it really doesn't. Haven't seen a game yet. Haven't really watched it. Watch some highlights. Thank you, SportsCenter. We're going to try to watch Game 3 and watch what Tampa Bay Lightning are doing because they are racking it up. 8-2 advantage in the first two games of the Stanley Cup. They're looking undefeatable right now. Like they are going to take this championship and the Canadians can't do anything about it. Well, I mentioned Edge of Your Seat Podcast once. Well, let's do it again because this is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. We have a great show as always. Our guest today is Shay Reisel. She's a junior from Samanac who just competed in the IWCOA Finals in wrestling. If you don't know what IWCOA is, it is the Illinois Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association. 
They stepped up with IHSA not having a wrestling postseason. They stepped up and like, hey, we're going to have one. Had sectionals the week before, then state finals June 24th to 26th. That was last Thursday to Saturday. She advanced out of the Class 1A sandwich sectional to get to the state tournament. She was the only girl here, only girl competing in the boys tournament. We talk about that on here. We talk about a lot of things wrestling, her love for the sport, her wanting to compete against the best. That's why she wasn't at the girls' state tournament. She was wrestling guys and doing her thing. In the sectional, her first three matches were mighty impressive. We talk about that as well. She got to state, didn't win a match. She lost her first two matches, which were her only two. That's how the state tournament works. But she had fun. She enjoyed it. We spoke in between the sectional and the state tournament, and she was ready to set the world on fire, and she will next year. I can't wait to watch next year's wrestling season and see what Shay can do. We're going to break down the WCOA state tournament, and we're going to bring it back. Haven't done this in a little bit as we're trying to get back on track. Diving into the Rolling Stone Magazine's top 500 albums of all time list. We've put out polls every single time to see which of the next four we're going to listen to. We are at 475. We're going to try to go a little quicker breaking down this list. Otherwise, we're going to still be doing this in 2045. And, you know, we got other things we want to talk about too. But we love breaking down albums and going back and listening to stuff we may have never heard may have never listened to in a long time, or stuff that we love that we want to hear again. So far in this list, the albums that we've broken down, the only one that I was really, really familiar with was Boys to Men, their album two. It's the only album that I've been really familiar with as we have broken down Harry Styles, John Mayer's Continuum, an album by a 1970s punk band, Suicide, Listen to a Miranda Lambert album, jumping around to different genres, jumping around to different music. This time it is Sheryl Crow's 1996 album called Sheryl Crow, her self-titled album. So we'll break that down and then we will get to the fantastic interview with Shay Reisel. The IWCOA breakdown of the state tournament is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. The three-day state tournament started June 24th, which was a Thursday. That was Class 1A. Friday the 25th was 2A, and the 26th was 3A. In 1A, winning the state team title was Lena Winslow, 124.5 points to take the title. 82 teams scored in 1A or had representatives at the state tournament. Our local teams that did their thing. Cole City was 7th with 57 points. Newman was 8th with 54. At 15th was Oregon with 38. Seneca scored 33 points for 18th. Princeton tied for 33rd with 20 points. And Sandwich had 4 points for 56th. Breaking down the weight classes... We will say everybody that meddled, that's the first six places in each bracket. 
Just want to say ahead of time for all three classes, 1A, 2A, 3A, if you don't know how it works, 1A is the little schools or the schools with the least enrollment, and then you work your way up, 2A being mid-size, 3A being the big boys, the ones with the most amount of students in classes or at the school in general. But if you've been to any of these tournaments, whether it's wrestling, track, any of the sports offered to these kids, they're all very competitive and they're all awesome to be a part of. You get to this level of state competition and it is legitimately the best of the best. There's no hot dogs in here. There's no layups for anybody. You're coming to compete and you're going to have to do your thing. And they all do, which is a lot of fun and makes it really cool for anybody that's in it and anybody that's paying attention like a guy like me and a podcast like Edge of Your Seat podcast. So at 106, we had a sixth place finisher from Coal City. Brant Widlowski takes the sixth place medal at 113. Newman's Brady Grennan was third, got a third place medal in state. We had no representatives from 120 on the podium. At 126, there was two. Taken fourth was Princeton's Matthew Harris. In the fifth place spot on the podium was Owen Feener from Seneca. There was nobody at 132. At 138, had our first state champion of the tournament. Will Rude from Newman takes the 138 title. Congratulations to Will Rude. That is not an easy thing to do. Also on the podium at 138 was Oregon's Seth Stevens as he was fifth. At 145 and 152 and 160 all had second place finishes. At 145, Andrew Herbst from Oregon. 152 and 160 was represented by Cole City as Connor Houston was second at 152 and Zachary Finch second at 160. There were no local wrestlers on the podium for 170, 182, 195, or 220. However, 285, Seneca's Nathan Elliott took the fourth place spot. Congratulations to all the 1A wrestlers. Like I said, not an easy thing to do. These guys doing their thing. For 2A, the team title was won by Woodstock Marion Academy with 178 points. Geneseo was 8th with 50. Sycamore took 15th with 34.5 points. Sterling was 31st with 17.5 points. Rochelle tied for 34th with 15. LaSalle Peru had 14 points for 36th. Ottawa tied for 47th with 4. And Morris was 52nd with 3 points. There were 59 teams represented in the 2A state tournament. 106 and 113 saw no local wrestlers. 120, Morton's Connor Kidd took second, winning that second place medal at 120. 126 and 132 didn't have any local wrestlers. 138 sees Rochelle's Caleb Nedig take fourth in the tournament. At 145, another state champion, this time, it's Sycamore's Braden Pete getting it done at 145. Congratulations to Braden. State championship, man. You'll never forget those. Never. Taking fourth in the 145 bracket was Anthony Montez from Geneseo. 
At 152, Geneseo gets another fourth from Bruce Moore. He was followed by Sterling's Andrew Kestig, who took fifth. Taking sixth at 160 was Zach Crawford, also from Sycamore. At 170, Geneseo's Clay DeBell took sixth. There were no local wrestlers at 182. At 195, LaSalle Peru's Connor Lorden gets a fifth place medal. Good stuff for him. I've watched him wrestle many times, and he's a monster. He is definitely a monster. At 220 and 285, there were no local competitors. 3A, only team that we pay attention to in 3A is DeKalb. They finished tied for second with 93 and a half points, trailing Chicago's Mount Carmel, who had 99 points for the team title. And DeKalb tied with Glenbar North, who also had the 93 and a half points. Congratulations to DeKalb, obviously doing their thing. 93 and a half points. That's not a little margin. That's pretty solid. And they had a state champion in Brady Gillum at 170 pounds. So congratulations to Bradley getting the state championship. At 113, had a second place finish from Ben Aranda. You've seen the name again at 126 as Daniel Aranda took fifth. At 145, Tommy Curran was second. And at 195, Bryson Book was fifth. So a state champion, two seconds, and two fifths for DeKalb and 3A Wrestling. Congratulations to them. That's not easy to do. I've said it a couple times. Man, they racked it up in 3A. Way to show off. Way to do your thing have the spotlight on you, and you represented yourself, your team, to the best of your abilities. Every school that we covered did their thing. I keep saying doing your thing, but that's I'm just happy that they are. Had this COVID-19 thing, and wrestling was the sport with the main criticism on of they're so close, they're rubbing up against each other, passing germs, don't know if we want to do this. IWCOA steps in, makes it happen. Doesn't sound like there was a huge fallback or nothing crazy happened, a mass breakout of anything. No, it was just a good old-fashioned wrestling tournament. Medals were handed out. Dreams were made. Dreams were broken. That's what happens in these state tournaments, high school level. Everybody did awesome. So happy to see that this happened and they shined the way they shined. The IWCOA segment was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020, in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to make 2021 the best year it possibly can with style, comfort, and great deals. There are many, 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 many options at Shimmer Mendota Ford is it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot and even more on the website, www.MendotaFord.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik, will use their expertise and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815 815- 539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. I highly recommend you do so if you're looking for a new car. I did it this past November. Bought a 
2017 Chevy Malibu from Shimmer Mendota Ford. I'm absolutely in love with it. Every time I look at it, every time I get in, I feel like, hey, that's mine. I love it. I love cruising around in it. It seems like my ride home from work is literally like two minutes, three minutes, and I make it 15 at least every single time. My friends are having any get-togethers or whatever. I offer to drive. And if they don't want to and they offer, I turn them down because I want to drive. <laughs> like, that's how much I love my car. And it's because of Shimmerman Dota Ford. I told them, hey, this is what I'm looking for. They said, okay, we'll see what we can do. They came back with a, a photo of that car. I checked it out on the website. And then, bam, it was mine. It all took like a day. That's how fast it was. That's how much they cared about getting me a car that I wanted. They didn't waste my time like, hey, well, what about this? You know, this might fit your price range better. This might do this better. No. Told them what I wanted. They got me what I wanted. I was very happy. Shimmer Mendota Ford probably has my car business as long as I'm in the area. No doubt. And it's also because of how they treated me as a customer. They were cool, fun to talk with, and it was a good time. You usually don't hear a good time with shopping for a car, and it actually truly was. And they would do the same for you. That's the kind of people they are. That's the kind of environment that is at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Just some cool people. So if you haven't checked it out, you're looking for a car, stop by Shimmer Mendota Ford. They'll hook you up. No doubt. Speaking of hook it up, Rolling Stone Magazine has done that with a top 500 album list. Wanted to jump into it. Broke it down four albums at a time because that is the number that Twitter allows you to put on a poll. So we've got down to... The 470s, we're at 475, Cheryl Crow's 1996 self-titled album, Cheryl Crow. Her legal name is actually Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Suzanne Crow, that doesn't happen all the time, but she's like, hey, I got a cool name, I got a rocker name, I'm going to roll with it. Probably glad she did, because it's a cool name. I like Cheryl Crow. Her music's cool, she's attractive, and she's got a cool name. Worked out for her. She was born February 11th. 1962 she is currently 59 years old but in 1996 when this album came out she was 34 she was born in missouri went to the university of missouri and has relocated to los angeles and it kind of makes sense that she got into music her mom is a piano teacher and her dad played the trumpet so she comes from a musical family and she carried it on and made her parents proud i'm hoping she had to wait till you hear some of her accomplishments she made him happy. She definitely did. Cheryl Crow was actually at game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. So I was listening to the album a couple hours earlier. Then I turn on the game. I'm watching it. And they're showing the, the celebrities in the stands. And there's Cheryl Crow. I was like, hey, I just listened to you. Yeah. And she doesn't look much different than she did in 1996. She really doesn't. Because it's a screenshot. We'll call it a screenshot. A selfie. Or just a photo of her. On the album cover of the album Cheryl Crow. So yeah, she doesn't look much different than she did in 1996. Couple of cool facts about Cheryl Crow. In high school, she actually went to state and track. She medaled in the 75 low hurdles. So she's a musician and an athlete. Speaking of athletes, she's been in a couple high profile relationships, including with Lance Armstrong. Not together anymore, but that was probably the most prolific one. She was in the public eye quite a bit with 
Lance Armstrong and all the things he was doing, battling cancer, taking PEDs, denying taking PEDs, getting caught taking PEDs, winning Tour de France's. She was along for the ride for a lot of it. And she was in the public eye for sure for that. I don't know what you remember her more for, her music or for being with Lance Armstrong. And if it's not music, then your priorities are messed up because her music is actually pretty cool. She's been around music since 1986, started the way most do at fairs, at restaurants, at local bars, and then blossomed from there. But that's not the only thing she's done. She's been in three movies. The one with the highest profile, the one you might know the most is 54. She's also been in 14 TV shows from 1990 to 2017. There's some NCIS in there. There's some West Wing. There's all kinds of stuff that she's been in, had at least one episode of. And she was part of a cookbook in 2011. So she can do music. She can run track, jump some hurdles. She can act and she can cook. Man, she was gifted with a lot of gifts. She can do everything. Musical-wise, 10 studio albums, two live albums, and 14 compilations. So really, 16 albums. She has sold more than 50 million albums. That is a crazy high number. She's won nine Grammys and had 32 nominations. This album, Sheryl Crow, is the second of 10 studio albums. Came out September 24th of 1996, and it was solely produced by Sheryl Crow. Songs were written by her with a little bit of help from other people, but mostly by Sheryl Crow. I guess her first album was a lot of collaborations between a band that she was in previously and a lot of song writing work from other people as well. This one, Cheryl Crow's like, hey, I'm going to show you what I can do. And that's what she does. Listening to the album, song to song to song, there's a different kind of feel for genres. There's blues, there's rock, there's alternative music. It's got that 90s feel for a couple songs. Definitely got the 90s vibe, that's for sure. There's some country, there's some folk. Just a well put together album of different kinds of sounds, really. And out of the other albums that we broke down, you know, I might know a couple songs or heard a few. This is probably the album that I knew the most songs of going in, and that's because of how popular they were on the radio at the time. Five singles on the album If It Makes You Happy, that was popular. Hard to Make a Stand, I had heard. Every Day is a Winding Road, I still hear occasionally. Home, probably the one that I heard the least, and A Change Would Do You Good, which was also very, very popular. So I had heard four of these songs on a regular basis for probably a good at least 10 years. When I was a kid at the swimming pool, I heard Every Day is a Winding Road for at least a good two summers, like every single time I was there. It's what I classify as a pool song. All the songs I remember being on the radio, like Freshman, Bush's Glycerine, Mr. Jones from the Counting Crows, Hootie and the Blowfish's most famous song. I can't remember the name of it, but they talk about Dan Marino. That song. Those are all pool songs that I heard all the time when I was at the pool. Every Day is a Winding Road is definitely on that. And actually, A Change Would Do You Good is probably on that list too. So very popular songs. So I was familiar with Sheryl Crow's top songs in this album. 
It went three times platinum in Canada, US, and the UK. On the Billboard 200 list, it did reach number six. At the Grammys, it won Best Rock Album, and If It Makes You Happy was awarded for the Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. So she won a couple Grammys off of it, three times platinum, that's 300,000 album sales, and number six on the Billboard Top 200 list. Not too shabby for a second album. 12 tracks that last 56 minutes and 28 seconds. I listened to this probably for about a month. I had started the poll and figured out that we were doing Cheryl Crow right before I went on vacation to South and North Carolina. I believe I left the 9th, came back the 18th, and that was right before then. So I've been listening to this off and on for over a month. And we had to get this in. Like, it's time to break this down, move on the list. Like this album from Cheryl Crow. Not my favorite, not my favorite kind of music. And her songs, they're not hard to figure out what they're about, but there's a lot of 1996 symbolisms and pop culture references, which I do actually like in my music. Like, I like to have that pop cultural kind of landmark things that you really know what's going on. But the way she writes her songs is it's kind of like she doesn't have a straight to you view. It's not like, hey, this is what I'm talking about. This is what's going on. It's kind of like symbolism, overshadowing, beating around the bush kind of deal, which is okay. if That's your your style. But I'm a kind of guy that's like, hey, just tell me what I'm listening to. Get straight to the point. I don't want to have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure it out. But the music itself, the guitars, the upbeat feel to most of them and even the ballads are kind of cool i liked it not my favorite album that we've broke down on this list and definitely will not be the least or the last or the one that i'm like oh my god why did i have to listen to this i liked it and i said i listened to it for about a month and a half i didn't go into it like i gotta listen to this again which unfortunately i did do for miranda lambert which i believe was the last one that we broke down before this one I did do that for Miranda Lambert. I did not for Cheryl Crow. I was excited to listen to it and try to get more and more out of each song that we listened to. So let's break down these songs. Her first song, Maybe Angels. It's kind of grimy feel. It reminded me of Beck. In the 90s, Beck had a couple songs that were just kind of melodic, a grungy, grimy feel. And that was this one. And this had all kinds of pop culture references in it. Talks about the government. Who's witnesses to what the government denies? What are you guys trying to do? Mentions Roswell. Mentions Elvis, Jesus, John Lennon, Kurt Cobain. It's like they're all just chilling in heaven, being angels, maybe helping people out, maybe not. The second track, A Change Would Do You Good. Already mentioned it because it was a top single. It's a good vibe song. It's got a clap, keeps the melody. The guitar play, the riffs is really cool. There's a breakdown there, probably about like a minute towards the end of the song that I really enjoy. Just saying, you know, a change in life is going to do you good. It talks about some more pop culture references, playing plastic swords in the park, things like this. Like, hey, you might be a loser, but you got some potential. Maybe you should do something with your life. I know a lot of people that this song probably means a lot to, but that's okay. You get your stuff together. Three was home. This is a ballad, kind of slow. It is all about a bad relationship. The uncertainty. Are we settling? 
Can I do better? Am I wasting my time? Are you treating me wrong? It really sinks in home. Haha, <laughs> like the pun there? The fourth song, Sweet Rosalind, 90s vibe, total blues feel to it. And it's kind of like this Rosalind girl just jumping around, the cheapest rent she can find, living her life like she's just here, just existing. And Cheryl Crow portrays Rosalind pretty well. Like I can picture people that I know in life faces to this Rosalind girl. Maybe not in the 90s, but 2020s version. Track five, If It Makes You Happy, another crazy popular song, a relationship song. It's like I'm a partner, I'm trying my best in this relationship, but you're just always so unhappy and mean. I don't know how much more I can try. I'm trying to make you happy, just not working. Six, Redemption Day. This is one of those songs I was relating to when I was talking about the symbolism songs. This has a lot to do with the uh, U.S. and Bosnia in 1996. It's a war song talking about people dying and Sheryl Crow describes kind of all phases of war and what's going on in these other countries and how U.S. is dealing with it and why we're at other countries, things like that. This is one of those songs like she's trying to kind of reach out and stand up to what's going on in the world. Number seven, it's hard to make a stand, and it is. And she portrays that and like whatever in life that you're trying to do, make a stand doing this, make a stand doing that, it's tough. It's kind of like, hey there, miscreant. She says miscreation in the hook and says it a couple times in the lyrics. Like it's hard to make a stand for miscreants. It's like time's wasting. We want to make a change, but it's hard to make a change. It's not easy. Eight, every day is a winding road. You're just doing whatever. You don't know where life's going to take you. You're just pushing. Or maybe you're not pushing and you're just existing. But every day is a winding road and you're trying to figure out which way to go, which way to turn and roll with the waves. It's got an alternative rock feel to it. It's very upbeat. Definitely a 90s song. And probably my favorite Cheryl Crow song ever. So that'll let you know where it's going to rank on these rankings as soon as we get to them. But yeah, my favorite Cheryl Crow song ever. The ninth song is Love is a Good Thing, a blues rift. It's like, why all the hate? We hate all each other all the time. And we show it. She throws out Walmart selling guns to people that people can just shoot each other for no reason. She throws in politicians and the law system. And there's a line in there that says justice is a fading light. Just why all the hate? Why are we trying to ruin and corrupt each other? Why can't we just love and live life to the fullest? And why is Walmart selling guns? Ten is Oh Marie. It's about somebody that's just sort of kind of crazy. Gets around a lot. And it's because they're lonely. The line I like the most in this is she's lonely, but she always has company. Probably know what that means. So she's not really lonely because she's got people around. But she's lonely because the people that she's got around isn't really company, if that makes sense. Trying to keep this PG. But O Marie is famous on the block. Everybody knows where she's at. If you need some from her, she's easy to find. Another line that kind of hits home. The need is love and love is need. Break that down a little further is you're searching for love. You're needing love. So maybe this person's doing things to get love just because it's needed, but it's not real love. 
very strong song that makes a lot of sense. Eleven is superstar. It's about being a star, dreaming big, things that you sacrifice to get there. Twelve, very bluesy, the book. And I don't know if this song was something that really happened in Cheryl Crow's life, but it's about someone that wrote a book about somebody and took her life, her story, and set it out as either theirs or portrayed this person and kind of stole their life. The thief took what happened. You wrote it down and you either made money off of it or, you know, you put a bad spotlight, a bad light on this person by telling her story or things that she'd done or things like that. You wrote a book and portrayed this person as somebody that you shouldn't have portrayed them as. It's kind of where Cheryl Crow was going there. Kind of liked it. It was, it was deep and made you think about a lot of things. Vibe of music. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. Number 13 is Ordinary Morning. It's kind of got that slow, like 1940s, 1950s, seductive kind of track play. I can picture this type of music with like a Marilyn Monroe scene or something. It's kind of got that like old school seductive vibe to it. And it starts off, I left a man. That's the very first words. And it does show Cheryl Crow's voice range. Like she gets all up and down on this. The highs of the highs, the lows of the lows of all the songs. She does it all in one track. It's kind of like, hey, it's just another day. Nothing means anything special. And it's probably going to happen again and again and maybe even again. Just an ordinary morning. On each and every one of these Bring It Back albums, we rank the track list the way we like to. Listen to it all, decide which tracks we like best, which ones we like least, and rank them. Already said that it's my favorite Cheryl Crow song, so obviously... Every Day is a Winding Road is number one. If It Makes You Happy, number two. Home, that slow ballad about relationships really hit home, that's three. A Change Would Do You Good, number four. Hard to Make a Stand, number five. Ordinary Morning, number six. The Book, number seven. Love is a Good Thing, number eight. Maybe Angels, the opening track, number nine. Sweet Rosalind, number 10. Redemption Day, 11. The War Song, number 12. We're going to go with Oh Marie and 13, Superstar. All okay songs. None that I really hated. Every Day is a Winding Road is a really awesome song. And so is If It Makes You Happy, Home, A Change Would Do You Good. Hard to Make a Stand, all of them really amazing songs. None of them that I just like, eh, I'll never listen to again. And a few of them are on a playlist on Spotify, especially Every Day is a Winding Road. All in all, it was a cool album. Like I said, not my favorite, not my least favorite. Listen to this one a lot to try to give it the respect, the dues it has earned. Cheryl Crow is a very, very important musician in the world. And does her thing. And she did it on this album. Just not my kind of music. And not the way I really like songs portrayed to me. But I do understand how it's important to somebody else. I understand why she sold over 50 million records. I understand why this album went three times platinum. I get it and I'm glad I listened to it.
and hopefully you check it out as well. Speaking of checking out, have you checked out your home lately? Took a look at it, see if anything needs remodeled, renovated, couple changes to make it a little more comfortable, a little more homey for you. If you have and decided that, hey, maybe some things need to be done, hit up Olson Construction. They work hard to make sure you're in the home that you want to be in. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. Olsen Construction can legitimately do everything. For a free estimate, call Olsen Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, that's the intro. We talked some NBA. We broke down Sheryl Crow's 1996 self-titled album, Sheryl Crow. Went through the IWCOA state tournament. Congratulations to all those wrestlers once again. And now we need to talk to one that competed at that very tournament in Salmonok Jr., Shay Reisel. She was awesome to talk to. You can tell her love for the sport, the love for competition, the love for wrestling, and I can't wait to see her in her senior campaign. We will be back soon. We got lots more sports to talk about. Just wrapped up all of IHSA, all the sports tournaments statewide, and we're going to try to talk to as many people as we can to talk about the experience, the winning, the losing, the heartbreak, the goals checked off on the bucket list, all those good things, bad things, the things that make life turn. Until next time, peace. Sports postseason wrapping up, but we still got one sport left. You know, baseball may be done, softball, boys and girls track, boys tennis, girls soccer, but we still got one remaining sport. Of course, I am talking about wrestling. We just had the Illinois Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association semifinals over the weekend, today being Monday, June 21st. But we have state coming up this Thursday. Lots of things going on. Had to get an awesome wrestler on Edge of Your Seat podcast. Why not go to Samanak or just call and get Shay Reisel from Samanak? How's it going, Shay? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking some time to join Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you. Hopefully the bank brain doesn't kick in too tough and we have an awesome show. Okay, I know we'll have an awesome show. So you are going to be a senior, just wrapped up your junior year, and you're wrestling, like right now. Yes. Let's talk about sectional because that was just over the weekend. Tell us how it went for you. Um, it went really, really well. So I qualified for state, and um, I pinned, I had four matches, and I pinned my first three kids, and I ended up losing in the finals, but I qualified. So that was an amazing accomplishment for me. You had three pins? Yeah. Are you like Brock Lesnar of high school wrestling? <laughs> I guess. 
the female Brock Lesnar. We can call you Ronda Rousey, whoever you want to be. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. How did it feel? Like you're in sectionals, you're getting to wrestle again and on a big stage, you know, it's been away for a little bit because of COVID-19. Bring it back in. You start off with three pins. That had to feel pretty awesome. Oh my goodness, it was so exhilarating. And the energy in the in the gym was amazing as well. Bet you they were pumped up to watch you start pinning some people. Yeah, they, it was so exciting. We've said kid, we've said people, opponents, but you are wrestling boys. So you pinned three boys in a wrestling in state in the boys tournament. Yes. So they have girls wrestling now. I think it just became a thing last year, maybe the year before. Why are you still wrestling guys? Well, uh, one factor is that in some areas and cases is that it's tougher competition. And why wouldn't I want to compete against the best that I could? That's an awesome answer. I like that. Thank you. So obviously it doesn't bother you wrestling dudes. No, I've been wrestling boys since I started wrestling when I was nine. So you've been wrestling since you were nine? Yes. You're definitely Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you been wrestling since you were nine, like, all over the place? Or, I know you're from Samanak. I know there's wrestling clubs around that area. Have you traveled in wrestling at other places as well? I didn't start traveling for wrestling until I started wrestling freestyle, really. I did, like, a couple of the big tournaments, like the IKWF John Davis. That was Hockey Springfield when I was in Kids Club, but I wrestled for the Salmonac Wrestling Club all up until I was in high school. And when I was, I believe it was 12 or 13, I started competing nationally with some girls freestyle stuff and some national tournaments. Okay. And then now you just travel all over the place. Yes. Very cool. What got you into wrestling? You know, we had the conversation about, you know, wrestling guys and stuff like that. For the most part, wrestling is a boy sport or known as that. Yes. So what got you into it? And you're like, hey, I can do that. Well, I've always, I've played other sports growing up. I played soccer and like t-ball and I wasn't involved in a lot of other sports, but I've always loved competing against boys because in most cases I, I generally excelled with the competition and the boys and it's fun to be able to beat the boys because oftentimes you don't see that among females. You don't see females excelling above and beyond some male, male wrestlers or male athletes. So that was something that I loved from the start, but my parents said that I wanted to play football, I think, and I don't remember wanting to play football, but I just remember that there was a newspaper in our local gas station for like the Salmonock Wrestlers Club, and I said that I wanted to try it, and my parents called the club, and they said, can she come in? And they were like, of course, she's totally welcome, and that was huge, too, because I've always had so much support from day one. Doesn't sound like you had anybody tell you, hey, you can't wrestle. Well, not necessarily, but <laughs> I have had a lot of support. Perfect, perfect. Kind of elaborating on what I just said, you know, going against opponents do you ever hear or see like oh i don't want to wrestle a girl what if i lose to a girl do you ever hear that all the time you said that quick like no i probably heard it yesterday well this season uh i competed a little bit at some like meets i went to and there were a couple meets where 
I was at, and there were like boys there in my weight class, and they just refused, and their coaches said they didn't have to, so they didn't wrestle me because I was a girl, and they didn't want to wrestle me, and even yesterday, I beat the number three ranked boy from Kiwani. I don't remember his name, but it was second match, and afterward, apparently his coach was so mad at him, and you just lost to a girl, and it was like this terrible thing rather than he just lost a match so it happens a lot i feel i feel almost bad for some of these these male wrestlers sometimes because they get yelled at and almost punished and made fun of for losing i don't feel that bad because you know but i feel kind of bad i was just gonna i'm sorry you're making me laugh i like your answer that's great I was just going to ask you that, though, to kind of elaborate, like, how does that make you feel as the girl wrestler, but as a competitor? So obviously you want to wrestle and you want to show that you can compete with them, but obviously you don't want to make these people feel bad or you don't want to have these people not want to wrestle because of your gender. So how do you go about this and, you know, keep wrestling in these boys tournaments? Well, for me, I always try to be as humble as I can. I try to take, because it really does matter, all of my attitude and everything I do, it really matters, because I have not only, like, so many, like, young women looking up to me, but I also have other wrestlers looking up to me, because I have a lot of people watching me, but in the same way, I feel that I have to be, maybe selfish is the right word, because although... It's like I'm female and they're male, but I work just as hard as, as they work, and I'm competing for the same thing they are. So at the end of the day, it's not really male or female. It's competing against another wrestler. How often are you in the weight room? Not as often as I'd like to be. Over the sense of the school year, I was in the weight room every day because it was just accessible to me. And now I go on runs a lot because I'm, like, actively trying to like lose weight for my weight class but um i tried i like to be in the weight room at least once a day okay what is the weight class that you competed at at sectional i went 106 and it was the plus four so i weighed in that it was under 110 110 okay is that the weight that you want to wrestle at yeah, actually, I'm I'm pretty grateful for the plus four because I probably it probably wouldn't have been a very smart decision for me to wrestle 106 just because I feel that that might have been too light for me. The plus four was actually a really great um, thing for me. Otherwise, in the regular school year, if it was 106 or 113, I probably would have gone 13. And then you would have been a very very light 113. Yes. Gotcha. How was it wrestling in this tournament, the IWCOA, instead of an IHSA tournament? I was a little bit disappointed because had I been able to compete uh, through IHSA, I would have been able to put a title for like my Salmonock High School because the last time that any wrestler had qualified or went to state, I believe, was like 1994 or something. So I was kind of looking forward to being able to try to do that through IHSA, but I'm just as grateful because it wouldn't even be possible without IWCOA holding the tournament. So I'm so grateful for the whole tournament, that the series and everything being held. Yeah, I mean, they stepped in and kind of saved the day with IHSA saying, hey, still not comfortable doing this. And then they're like, hey... We got these wrestlers that want to wrestle. It's going to be a good time. Obviously, we're going to be as healthy and, you know, precautious as possible. But these wrestlers need to wrestle. So that was kind of cool for them to step up and hold this. No, yeah, I completely agree. 
That's crazy, though. There hasn't been a state wrestler from Samanac since 94? A couple of years ago, there wasn't any wrestling. And then a couple of the kids from the kids' club had gone up and wanted to wrestle in high school and then our head coach from the kids club took over the team and that's kind of been it and then there's not really a kids club anymore so after me and then another wrestler I think that there's probably not going to be any more Samanac high school wrestling unless something like the scenario that happened but so you and a couple people around your same age group were renaissance wrestlers and said hey we need this here and then now it could be done after that yeah so i think about six seniors graduated last year uh, from the wrestling team and now it's only me and one other boy but he's not competing in the state series and we'll see i don't know if he'll wrestle next year i hope he does but after that there's no wrestlers so really there's only two people holding up the samanak flag at the moment yeah wow that's crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty important for me to also do well in this tournament to try to represent not only my school, but my town and how important wrestling is for everybody, I think. Before next school year, are you going to do some recruiting? We'll see. I've tried to be doing it like all four years of my high school because I realized that there's not like many other wrestlers that want to, like that are even wrestling so i've tried to do a little bit of recruiting nobody really wants to so as a sophomore there wasn't a tournament because of covid as a freshman did you compete in a regional i did and i made it to sectionals and i didn't make it to state so you've been waiting for this you're hungry oh i'm so hungry and of course i'm not talking about steak and stuff i mean on the wrestling mat well that too <laughs> Oh, well, now you, just, now you just open up a good question. How do you like your steak? Um, probably medium or medium rare. Okay. I like that. As a junior in high school, usually until you get, you know, kind of in adult ages, a lot of people like their steak cooked well done, which I was one of those people. And then you realize how awesome it is when it's not like that. But that usually happens at older ages, not as a junior in high school. <laughs> I guess. So in other words, I'm saying you have some mature taste buds. You could say that. Besides wrestling, anything else going on in Shay's life? Um, not quite. I have work and I also enjoy spending time with my friends. But aside from that, I just truly try to do like what makes me happy and work towards my goals. Is there anything that you want to prove to yourself? Is there any, like, moves that you're trying out? Is there, you know, you just got three pins in sectional. Do you want to try to get a pin at state? What are the best things or the top priorities for you coming into this tournament? Well, for me, I'm trying to just take each match one step at a time and truly just try to win each match that I wrestle and wrestle to the best of my abilities and wrestle how I know how to. But specific goals... I would like to to make it on the podium. That is one of my big goals. Well, before we get into this game, I just wanted to say congratulations on getting out of sectional. And not really a luck person. We don't do luck on Edge of Your Seat podcast. No, you got the skills. You've already proven it. You got this. Put them to work. Thank you. Okay, now it's game time. Let's okay. <laughs> let's play a game of. Hot potato. Are you? I mean, it gets hot. So you got gloves on or anything? Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect.
Perfect. I am going to give you two people, place, objects, TV shows, whatever. I'm going to throw them at you. You pick the one that you like the best. Okay. I will give you a, a softball to begin with. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. On sandwiches, white bread, wheat bread? White bread. I mean, since we're making a lunch here, it seems like. Ham or turkey as the deli meat? Turkey. Yellow cheese or white cheese? Yellow cheese. <laughs> I mean, you can put all the ones in there, cheddar, Swiss, whatever, but it's usually yellow or white, right? Yeah, usually. For sure. Doritos or Pringles? Pringles. Ooh, the regular Pringles or like the sour cream ones? Like the sour cream ones. Oh, those are probably my favorite. Yeah. Car or truck? Truck. Real wrestling or WWE? Real wrestling. <laughs> For sure. I had to. I could not resist. <laughs> wrestling in the summer or wrestling in the winter when you usually are? Mm, oh, boy. I don't know. Maybe I'd say summer. I know it's indoors, but it's still got to be a... A difference there. Yeah, it definitely is. Because for in the summertime, it's usually freestyle. But I don't know. I like wrestling my folk style season. That's a hard one for me. I don't know. You're on a vacation. Are you going to go somewhere where there's mountains or somewhere with a beach? Beach for sure. You go to Samanak. You're a bobcat. Samanak colors, blue or gold? Gold. That was quick. You already knew that. You're like gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just because I have to throw this in, I mean, it's a sports podcast, right? Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Oh, boy. Um, I'll say Michael Jordan. That's a great answer there, Shay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shay Reisel, thank you very, very much for talking about some wrestling, playing a game of hot potato with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Really appreciate it and know you're going to do your thing at the State Wrestling Meet hosted by the Illinois Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you so much for having me.